1: Good morning, everyone. I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis.
0: And I'm uh, Pastor Jolly John Lekomski from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. And this is
1: Wrestling with the Basics
0: let's try it again. I don't know what it's, my, my timing is totally off. One, two, three. Wrestling, wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics. I'm sorry. I'm just not focused or whatever. Um, because you even
1: said the one, two, three. Oh, I know. So I thought, well, it was time to go. I,
0: exactly. I don't know why I'm... Um, but again, this is Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the,
1: the basics. basics.
0: <laughs> okay. So we're doing the book of James, and, and I know everyone's just waiting to get at the book of Jacob, which I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but I, I have a kind of a consumer alert to, to share with people. Okay. But I. Okay. Please do. Uh, so, so have you done these these uh, locked room things yet? Have you seen those?
1: I have seen those. They're they're popping up all over St. Louis. I've not done one myself though. No.
0: They're they're popping up literally all over the country. Yeah. Uh, and and basically the idea is they're they're these you pay companies, to get locked in a room. They do 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 and and then they leave you clues and you got to find the clues. Yeah. And yeah. and they can be really tremendous experiences. But here's the consumer warning: be really careful. Be really careful because we wanted to do this with our family when yes. we were up. on on vacation in Minnesota, and and we went to this place, and we were kind of concerned because it was a lot cheaper. It was like maybe a third of the price of some of the other locked room experiences. A discount locked room experience. Yeah, yeah. and that probably was a mistake because it turned out it wasn't a locked room. It was a locked car experience, (laughs) and essentially what they did is they just locked your car and they threw your keys away, and then you had to try to figure out how to get into your car. So it really wasn't all that fun at all. So look carefully. Make sure it says locked Room, room, not locked car, because oh. that's, that's no fun. How much at did all. you pay
1: for this? You don't want to
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't a bargain. It was a lot cheaper than your locked room experience, yes, but, but trust me, no, it's just the locked the car, you know, they you don't, don't want don't, avoid don't, that. there's no clues or anything. They just take your keys and, and they throw them away. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to figure out. Hey, we ended up calling AAA and that was the end of it. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> vacation with the
1: Lukomskis.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's <So>, yeah. <laughs> so Maybe you don't want to go on vacation with us. <laughs> actually, we did. We actually, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. A locked yeah. room. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they they did. Did it was you get amazing. out? Uh, well, no, we didn't get out. They had to come and let us out. But okay. we got really close. I think we were just a couple of clues away from getting out. But right. trying to, it was neat. But not locked car. Not so much. <laughs> All right. Enough of that. Where is it at? Where is it at? There it is.
1: All right, now. There's no time for foolishness. Okay. Okay.
0: Here's another one. We have no idea. We've got these random sound effects now. Oh, that's exciting. Where's it going to lead to?
1: And the winner is.
0: (laughs) Oh, cool. All right. Okay. How appropriate. We got the drum roll and a fanfare. And it is time now for the book of
1: James. The least favorite of Pastor Lukumsky's well, least know. favorite books you're, of the you're Bible.
0: You're kind of convincing me. Oh, god. The fact that good. it was the uh, uh, the fellow who was actually the, the great church leader, the brother of Jesus Christ. Yeah,
1: yep, um, many would say the brother of Jesus Christ, uh, the leader of the Jerusalem church. We're certain of that and uh, the writer of this book of the Bible.
0: And, and you can see why it, it was kind of probably numbered against the annal government just from that standpoint that we're not absolutely sure who the author is. Mm-hmm. So that's not a problem with Matthew. We know exactly mm-hmm. who wrote Matthew. It wasn't you. It was the disciple Matthew. Mm-hmm. John, that, that's a no-brainer. Like you say, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Romans. We all know Paul wrote this. But, so you can see where there might have been some question because we're not even really sure which James we're talking about. here. But did anyone ever think it was? No, no, it couldn't be. It couldn't be the disciple James because he gets killed yeah, right away one of the, I think he's right the first the one right there yeah, in the yeah, book of Acts yeah parter, so. Yeah. All right. All right. Enough of this, because I well, want to tell me what what's what's the good stuff in this book that we okay. Need well, enough.
1: we're looking at we're going to look at wisdom and how do okay. we live our lives wisely as right. the people of God. Yeah. Um, you and me. Yeah. I know, especially you and me. Wisdom. <laughs> oh, i wrestling with the basics. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, see, that that's the thing of it, though. It's not just about smarts. Yeah. It's not about intelligence. It's not about your IQ. It's not about the degree you have. Right. It, it is really about something that's it's God given. Okay. See, and that's the thing. There is so hope for a, guys like us there, because it's. <laughs> not about us. It's about God. God right? and his gift. So it's about faith, ultimately. Right. right? A fear of the Lord. Right? A faith. Uh, so how do we live our lives, then, as the people of God? And that's what James gives us insight into. Kind of like the Sermon on the Mount. Very okay. similar to what Jesus yeah. preaches there. So we have verses like this. Let's just, let's just uh, read a couple from uh, sure. chapter 1, sure. okay. just to get a flavor of it here. So James chapter 1, verse uh, about 22 and 23. James oh, chapter don't... 1, verses 22 and 23.
0: Of course, I was ready to read verse 1. <laughs> uh, you see that faith was active... Oh, al- wait,
1: well, James chapter 2, that's verse it? 1. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, excuse wait. me, verse 20. No, okay, James chapter 1. Do I need one. to have to
0: come over and slap you? James
1: chapter 1. <laughs> no, don't do that again. James chapter 1. <laughs> chapter 1. All I'm right. sorry, John. James chapter 1, verses okay, 22 and 23. that, that makes okay. sense. But be doers of the word? Is that the yeah, one you're looking it. for? Okay.
0: Okay, and not hearers only deceiving yourselves for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks uh, intently at his natural face in a mirror for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like
1: okay. well yeah so we'll just stop there but i mean verse 22 especially okay the doers of the word and not hearers only all right right okay all right and then I, he goes on to talk about yeah you know if you it's like looking at yourself in a mirror you, you look at what you see what you look like and then you walk away and you you forget what you look like and who you are, and perhaps even worse, versus as 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 Christian, whose you are. You okay. Know, don't don't be just hearers of the word, but doers of the word too. Okay. You know, yeah. So hear it, listen to it, learn from it, be edified by it. Those are all good things, right? But that's that's not the end of it. Be a doer of the word. I think of you know we've both gone to the seminary, right? Spent a few years, yeah, at The yeah. seminary and learning of theology and all those wonderful things. But what if we never left the seminary and we just kept Learning more and more and more. That would be great. I love it. It'd I be would. fun. If
0: someone would have paid oh me, Oh my do goodness, that, would wouldn't it be great? That, yeah.
1: But that's not the point really,
0: right? Well that's true. I mean the All point that of training would have been wasted. Yeah, then, the point yeah.
1: of going to the seminary, the point of being is to prepare for some it's to be a, a doer of the word. Okay. okay, not just a hearer and never leave the seminary, but a doer of the word. Not that you have to go to the seminary to be a doer of the word, right? But th- the point is hear the word, definitely, right? But also be a doer of the word, too. Live out that faith in our day-to-day lives, in our vocations. Maybe that's the best way to put it. In okay. our vocations, live out who we are. All right. Yeah, so so that that, that makes word.
0: sense to me. That once, Having okay. heard the word, then, then it should reflect okay. itself in our, our day-to-day okay. life as well. Otherwise, what's, okay. what's good is it? What difference does it make? Yeah.
1: Okay, we're starting to win you over. All right. Okay.
0: A little bit. All right.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, like I said, James is not like the book of the Bible. You probably want to recommend it to someone who's curious about the Christian faith. You probably want to steer them toward one of the Gospels, really, who Jesus is, right? Or uh,
0: the new Gospel of John and Matt coming out soon. <laughs> yeah. So, accompany the musical.
1: <laughs> the Gospel of John and Matt. The That'll musical be the book of the musical. There you go. Yeah. So, what we want to look at today is then we want to look at chapter two now okay, okay. so that's All what we really going right. to dig into is chapter two i'm, I'm um, seriously
0: you had confused me for a little bit but you're setting us up i'm just yeah, that I'm james just, is going to be about doing the word yeah so this was that was he bonus material you know the word yes. that you're saved by jesus christ but now what does that mean for us don't just be okay, here I'm be I'm a doer so chapter two what do you want me to read
1: yeah let's read uh well let's let's we'll start with chapter two begin with verse uh one Uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's go through, uh, maybe verse seven. Okay. Okay, We've got a little scenario here and we, we have this picture of people gathered together. Okay. Entering the assembly, maybe entering a a place of worship and hearing of the word. And and how are we going to treat people when they come here? to be among us as christians okay and 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 james has some insight
0: all right and 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 this is based on the premise that that you are a sinner and yet god loved you enough to suffer and die for you and bring you forgiveness of sins and give you eternal
1: salvation as a free gift that's the whole foundation okay. right now what Yeah,
0: all right my brothers show no partiality as you hold the faith in our lord jesus christ well there it is yeah
1: it's all about holding yeah. faith. the so there's faith in jesus yeah. here in james okay sure. Show
0: no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. By the way, notice it's Lord there. <laughs> yeah, so yeah I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah. That's it's a good. favorite title. Anyway, the Lord of Glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly, and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in, and if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, you sit here in a good place, while you say to the poor man, no, stand over there, or sit down at my feet,
1: Yeah. Okay. So this assembly, we have this picture of the okay. assembly, and James really calls them out and says, "Hey, look! Look what you're doing here. You know, when you, when someone comes in your midst, they have that gold ring, fine clothing." Yeah. You say here, sit here in a good place, right? But if a guy close, is shabby, close cl- to the offering yeah.
0: place, yeah. right there, yeah, terrible? Yeah. That's pretty much you to be. Yeah,
1: but if if it's a if it's a poor man in shabby, clothes, <laughs> sit down at my feet. You know, you stand over there. Don't you? give him a seat. Just tell him to stand somewhere else. You quit taking yeah, a, All, a, all quit the taking good up seats are
0: taken up by the people with the gold rings and yeah. the fancy clothes. Yeah, yeah. They're,
1: they're New Athens, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no gold rings in New Athens. I'm sorry. uh. So no, show no partiality or favoritism, we might yeah. say. I mean, this is two thousand years ago. This is being written, but the, today is the same thing. Isn't oh my it? goodness! There is yeah. Yeah. this video on uh, on YouTube where they did this little social experiment, you might call it. Okay. So this was on a, a street in Paris, but they set up this hidden camera, and they had this guy come out in shabby clothing like we're talking about here and it's a busy street in Paris and he he, he walks around for a little bit on the street, then he like kinda staggers and then he falls over kind of like, oh you know, moaning. And people just they they walk by. Oh, you're kidding. No one stops. No one. All right. Then they they do it again. Same exact guy, but this time he's wearing fine clothing, suit and tie. He, he does the same routine, he walks around, staggers a the bit, then he gets down, he falls down and starts moaning. You know, instantly, everyone stops, goes over to the guy, gets out their cell phones. You know, who can we call? How can we help? Same guy, same everything, except for just how he was dressed, right? How he appeared. Uh, and it's a showing of partiality. Uh, just like James is talking about, and I don't think it just happens on the streets of Paris, right? It's on the streets of St. Louis and any town we're in. That that we we do that though, don't we? As sinful people, we well, show partiality. I mean, that's
0: the scary thing because this honestly is the truth. If some bum would wander into your church yeah. on a Sunday morning, you probably would. Treat him a little differently if somebody pulled up in a a, a a Mercedes and came out with a fine silk suit on and everything. Yep. Yeah, it's just, it reflects the sinfulness of our flesh, I think, even amongst those who are Christians.
1: Yeah, we just had the 100th PJ Championship here in St. Louis. Yeah. You know, what if Tiger Woods would have oh, stopped by man. our church? Oh, Mr. Yeah. Woods, can I have your, you know, your autograph? Can I get you a cup of coffee? Uh, you know, sit with our family, Tiger. Um, but what if someone's shabby clothing comes in, someone we don't know? Uh, Would we do the same thing, you know, uh, or would we just ignore them at best and at worst? Maybe tell them just to stand over there.
0: So it's a pretty straightforward teaching, then, that we should not show partiality. And, and probably, again, like most of the law, it makes us feel a little uncomfortable. But I think we would acknowledge, yeah, you're right, James. That's probably not yeah. the way we should be behaving as Christians.
1: Yeah, so he prefaces this by saying, Show no partialities. You hold the faith in our Lord Jesus yeah. Christ, the Lord yeah. of glory. So, And then he gives this example of this, this rich man and this, this poor man, someone in fancy clothes, someone in shabby clothes. But I I think James is really just using this as an example, kind of a for instance. He could have used lots of different examples when you think about it. And we think about who do we show partiality with today? What do we see just by how a person's dressed? But what about when we look and we see other things? Do we show partiality when we look at a person with a different skin color than ours? Or perhaps uh, someone who's a, a woman? Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, or when yeah. it, someone who's a man for that interest? Do we show partiality? Does our outlook change? Is there favoritism? What about someone with a physical disability? Uh, someone with a, a mental illness? Do we show favoritism? Someone who's elderly? Uh, someone who's well, go the other end of the spectrum. Someone who's not even born yet, right? Uh, an ultrasound picture. I mean, do we show favoritism, not just when it comes to the rich and the poor, but do we show favoritism when it comes just to the outward appearance that we see with people? And I think we most certainly do, right?
0: But but again, the, the appeal here is that all these people are people that are loved by God, and therefore they should all be loved by us. Yeah.
1: Well, that's the thing. That's the thing, is, you know, do not show any partiality. I wish we could wear, even just for a day, just god goggles where we could look through these glasses and just see people like Mm. you said john the way that god sees them um as people who are loved by him uh that, that people aren't god knows shows no partiality uh the bible says that a number of different places uh he loves all people he sent his son jesus christ to die for all people to give salvation to the world but but see it occurs to me that that he's also making the flip side of that
0: That if we could see them through the God goggles, that's what made me think of this, we would see that even though they're really nice, rich people, well-to-do, they're sinners like everybody else. In fact, that's what he's saying. Aren't these the people that are really persecuting the church, these people that you honor and respect and want to get their autograph? No, they're—yeah, yeah, yeah, so— But that's the great thing. We would see us as all sinners. We would see ourselves as sinners. And then we would also see the fact that God has died and forgiven all of us as sinners, too. So, yeah, that kind of equalizes everybody, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it sure does. And that's exactly the point he makes is, aren't those very rich, the very people that are giving you a hard time, yeah. that are dragging yeah. you into courts, that are the ones that are, you know, the terrible boss at work or whatever else. But just because they have money, just because they're in fine clothes, you're falling over yourselves, trying to welcome them into your midst while you're ignoring other people yeah. uh, in the assembly. You're showing partiality. Yeah. So I think that's, to, to see, to look at people, and, and for our prayer to be to see them the way that God sees yeah. them, right? Um, there was an article that was in the, the Lutheran Witness magazine uh, just a couple months ago, pretty recently. And the article was entitled, When You See, talking about ah, seeing people, yeah. when you see a panhandler. Yep, yeah, And I think that's something we struggle with, okay? You know, James is... This is an example of a, a, a person's shabby clothes coming into your assembly, but what, a pers- but what about that person's shabby clothes um, just on the street corner? Yeah, yeah. I think that's something we all as Christians even wrestle with is yeah. how do we what do we do? What do you do yeah. when you see a panhandler, right?
0: And that actually will come up. Are you going to cover that? Because that comes up later in James Yeah, you know, oh, I, do I was, was going to yeah.
1: just you know, get All a start right. here, at least. Yeah. And if you have certain versions of mine, we can jump to it. Well, this just
0: one that says you just lay your hand and say, you know, yeah. blessings to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah just say, you know, be warm and fed. And then <laughs> and then you don't do anything? Yeah. What's, yeah. what's that? Yeah. Again, it's not just a, a hearer of the word, or in that case, I guess a speaker of the word, yeah. but a doer of the word. But... Uh, The the article, it it, it has these opening questions. Okay, so it says, when you see a panhandler on the street corner, what do you see? I think that's a good question. Do you see someone worthy of a helping hand? Do you see someone hustling for a buck? What you see demonstrates how you act. Sure. That's a really good insight. It is. You know, what you see, how you view another person that shapes how you act. And that's what James is saying. How you view that shabby dress person, or that fine dress person, that's going to shape how you treat them. Uh, so think carefully. It says, what, what do you see? A neighbor? A scam artist? Or someone else? Do you recognize a fellow sinner and realize that you are no more worthy of God's grace than they are? And then it goes on with this conclusion I, in, in the end of the article. When you look at panhandlers, you may see sinners. You may suspect their motives and wonder if they really need and deserve your help. Yeah. Look at that. Deserve your help. Oh, my goodness. But ask yourself, does Christ love them? Look to the cross, and you'll find the answer. So, I, I think that's what it all goes back to, and and to use even James yeah. uh, as a way of getting there. That when we look at those people, when we look at the person at, you know, in the assembly in our church, in on the street corner, and we see them the way God sees them, then we see someone that God loves, right? And and we know that because of the cross. We know that because he was willing to lay down his life for that person. If, if truly Jesus came for the whole world, he came for that person, that panhandler. And certainly if God loves them enough to die for them, you know, certainly we should look at them with those same you know, eyes of love.
0: So, so the th- thing I'm thinking is, is you had referenced the uh, Sermon on the Mount. Uh, and, and of course, what Jesus says there is that you should love your enemies. So if you would see them and even see them as someone that you did know was actually, oh well, like these rich people that were yeah. spoken of here that are taking you to court. Uh, yet as a Christian, our desire still would be to do whatever we could to be of helpful and kind and caring for them whenever we encounter them in need. Uh, now of course probably we won't encounter them a lot of need that's how it's going to be in most instances but if mm-hmm. we would see them in need our response should not say well they're our enemies we don't but no our response should be of help to them because that's what your father in heaven does doesn't he
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well yeah look at us If if god showed favoritism we would all oh, be in yeah, trouble right yeah, yeah. if he only loved people who were pretty lovable People that that were pretty good and and didn't really do anything to to harm their neighbor, or didn't really curse him. Well, then we'd be out of yeah. luck, right? We would be in deep well, you trouble. Would, but <laughs> <laughs> I speak for myself. Oh no, huh? no, I know. I yeah. Just pay, yeah, but that that's the beautiful thing that God shows no favoritism. Uh, and you know, I think uh, yeah. Sometimes we uh, you know uh, we we view ourselves as the one who can pass judgment on the panhandler, but that panhandler is no in God's eyes, no worse than we are. Yeah, yeah. Um, certainly they're sinners too, right? But so are we. Uh, they're sinners loved by God, by sown by Christ's death, especially. So are we, sinners that are loved by God. So um, I think James' point, you know, the illustration is rich and poor, but it, it's broader than that. It's just so no partiality um, as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And that, that's really the point that James is trying to make here.
0: So are there... Are we going to read on? Or is there? I mean, we're we're almost out of time here. So one of the things that we've got, at, at talking to us who already know about our faith in Jesus Christ and forgiveness and salvation, we need to really respond to the people around us in that same way, without showing any partiality regarding them all, as we would regard ourselves as people that are sinful. Uh, uh, and certainly we don't want to encourage or, or help that. But on the other hand, as people, though, that need our love and our care, that we wouldn't favor one over the other. Yeah. Um, so
1: yeah and you know i I just this is a quick example this is happened in our assembly at ascension and i'm not you know i kind of hesitate to share this because um i don't act like we're pat ourselves on the back because we're we fail at at loving people and and showing partiality and i fail at it but there was a a young woman who had come to church a few times during their office hours looking for help and you know you could tell she was um had been on the street at least for for you know in recent days and uh kind of in a daze even you wonder what's going on and and we helped her and gave her some food and, and prayed with her and invited her to worship and you know you're never too hopeful that you know and that they're coming to come to worship yeah. but you still extend the invitation and you still pray and you still meet with them and she actually took us up on it a few weeks later oh, came yeah. to worship cool. but you know she came in the same shabby clothes she came yeah. and you know right away you know you can just tell boy she's she's off the streets something yeah. something's going on here um but boy you know with no prompting from from pastor uh, people did welcome her it was like you know let me get you a cup of coffee. You know, if you you sit with my family, yeah. Um, let me introduce you to the pastor, and and even after worship, one of our members prayed with her one on one, and uh, it was just neat to see that as a pastor um, to to show love to that individual. And then you know, I talked with her afterwards, and we haven't seen her since. You know, uh, but yeah. but for at least for a brief time, she saw a, a group of Christians, not show partiality, but just show her love, and hopefully look at her and treat her um, just a little bit. Uh, the same way that God has loved and, and shown grace to us. So anyhow, um we 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 pray that God would give us the the, the strength to do that and the spirit to do that uh, as well.
0: So uh, uh, I, I is there more that you want to talk about, James? Or we, should we continue this the next time we get together? Are there more words of wisdom that James gives us it now? It is as,
1: chock full of wisdom. I? So however long you want to go with this, John, okay. I'm, I'm fine. But yeah, other places he talks about how to use our words. How do okay. we use our words? He talks about the tongue and these those, those famous verses about how he compares a tongue to the rudder of a ship or spark of fire. These things that are small, but boy, they can, they can really guide and, and do great harm at times are great good, I suppose. But how do we use our tongue? And that's, Boy, that's one that I think applies to all of us as Christians, is how do we use our words?
0: So, okay, well, let's pick that up next week. Okay. So, so the theme this week was about not showing partiality. Next week we can uh, talk about what what being a Christian means about our language and our words. And I would just like to have a closing thought. Maybe it really doesn't make that big a difference whether they're bisons or buffaloes or Canadian geese or Canada geese. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> we should show partiality. No partiality. Are you showing partiality to one sorry. over another? <laughs> to all you bisons out there, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs)
1: This has been Wrestling with with the the basics. Basics